Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Yes, for first aid to fast relief from acid indigestion, headache, and misery of cold, always take Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> and now, Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kid and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Yes, friends, it's time to have fun with America's famous quiz kids. And believe you me, we're going to have a bushel basket of fun this afternoon. For here to match brains with the quiz kids are five prominent members of the American Legion Women's Auxiliary. Back in November of last year, five brave men of the American Legion competed with the quiz kids and lost. This would never do, the ladies decided. So they're here this afternoon to do something about it. And if they win today, they'll not only defeat the quiz kids, but they'll be proving that women are smarter than men. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yes. And uh, all of the ladies here in the studio are very much in favor of that. Mm -hmm. Now, the male sex will be presented, uh, represented uh, this afternoon by our panel of quiz kids, uh, all boys. And uh, so here we go with roll call. First, a quiz kid, then an auxiliary member. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm in 3A at Rosewood High School in Chicago. And from Rockford, Illinois, the immediate past American Legion Auxiliary President, Mrs. Sheehy. I'm Marie Sheehy from Rockford, and Mr. Kelly, I'm here to prove to the men of the Legion that even if we have the last word, it really counts, especially today. Well, hooray <laughs> for the ladies! <laughs> And uh, Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 15 years old, and I'm a sophomore at Maine Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. From Eastport, Michigan, past national president of the American Legion Auxiliary, Mrs. Pearl. I'm Dorothy Pearl. You have me billed from Eastport, but I really am the original gal from Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. good old Kalamazoo. Patrick? I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old and a 1A at Calumet High School in Chicago. And then a uh, past national president from Clinton, Indiana, Mrs. Lemstra. I'm Enid Lemstra. I don't know why I'm here unless it's to make a Roman holiday. <laughs> but I, too, hope we can beat the Legion, though if we don't, it'll still be no criterion of how smart we are. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have uh, little Harvey. I'm Harvey Deitchum, seven years old. I'm eight years old. Oh. I go to school in grade 3A. Say, the birthdays go by fast, don't they, Harvey? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Auxiliary's National Secretary from Indianapolis, Indiana, Mrs. McDowell. I'm Gwendolyn McDowell. I'm 39 years old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 
Mrs. McDowell, I could come right over there and give you a big smacker for telling us that. <laughs> Did you want to tell us anything further? Nothing further. All right. <laughs> and now then, folks, a visiting Quiz Kid winner on a local Quiz Kid program over station WROW in Albany, New York, sponsored by the Savings Banks Association of New York State, Jay. I'm Jay Cattle. I live at 655 Park Avenue. I go to school for, I'm 10 years old. All right, fine. And the fifth member of our ladies' board from Verdon, Illinois, past president of the Auxiliaries Department of Illinois, Mrs. Seymour. I'm Anita Seymour. I'm very happy to be here in Chicago's balmy climate today because central Illinois is covered with ice and sleet. Well. <laughs> There's our lineup. So, attention teams, here's your first question from Marie Brown of Des Moines, Iowa. She says, we find many fairyland cities in fairy stories, but where would we find a story city? Mrs. McDowell? In Iowa. Well, why do you say that now? Uh, tell us something about That's it. where I was born. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Hey. Uh, you, uh, you quiz kids better watch out. You're up against some tough competition here. Mrs. McDowell remembers where she was born. <laughs> now, here's, here's a nature question from J.R. Stifler, Birmingham, Michigan. He tells us that the presence of skunks in an area actually makes it a better nesting place for ducks. Can you explain why? How about that? Harvey? Well... Well, tur well, if there are turtles around, yeah. turtles eat baby ducks. Yeah. But with, but with skunks around, they eat turtle eggs. And w and when someone would g get rid of skunks, well, of course, the the turtles would get n more numerous, and the and and slowly, but but surely, the ducks would vanish. That's right, Harvey, my boy. That is right. You know, a little birdie tipped me off uh, that two of you ladies, uh, Mrs. Pearl and Mrs. McDowell, are direct descendants of people who came over on the Mayflower. Now, for Mrs. Dewey uh, Scheithe of uh, Lombard, Illinois, I, uh, I wonder if you can name at least four men who signed the Mayflower Compact way back in 1620. Well, let's see, uh, Pat? Well, there was Miles Standish and John Alden and John Carver and uh, William Brewster and uh, Martin Mullins and Christopher Martin and uh and Joel William Bradford yeah and uh, Mrs. McDowell uh, Richard Wan fine and, and um, John Holland well fine fine I only asked for four and I got about eight or nine there now <clears throat> seeing as we have five ladies on uh, one board and five men on the other this should be a good time for some good serious discussion on this question from Mrs. Mary Oakley of St. Louis, Missouri. Now, next year is leap year. And, oh, by the way, now, uh, little Harvey here, he's only eight years old. Harvey, do you know what leap year means? No, no. Don't you really? No. Well, uh, well, wait a minute. Now, Jay's got his hand up. Will you explain to Harvey, Jay? Well, leap year is when uh, women have the chance to propose to the men. Yeah, <laughs> boy.
All right. Uh, so now then, uh, how how about that? Uh, what 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 do you uh, what do you think about that? Uh, about uh, is it all right for the uh, ladies to propose to the men? Uh, Patrick? Well, I don't really think the ladies have to go so far as to propose to the men, and I don't think they actually do. Of course, they have uh, various ways and means, but they've never actually come out and proposed. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Sheehy? And Mr. Kelly, I think it's fine because women have a better choice, you see, in matters, and I think when they select a husband, it's far better than when a husband selects a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How like that? Lonnie? Well, I, I agree with Pat. I, I don't think women should go so far as to pr propose. They can drop little hints if they... <laughs> oh, they think can, the, eh? If they think the boy's really in love with them, but is just kind of hesitating to propose. But I, I don't think they should come right out and propose. I think that's the man's job. You do, eh? Mm -hmm. Well, now, let's uh, see. Uh, Mrs. Lemstra has her hand up. According to our husbands, we all did. Oh! <laughs> 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 Well, now that Harvey knows what this is all about, what would you say, uh, Harvey? Well, I would agree with Pat and Lonnie. The, the ladies ju just shouldn't come right out and propose. <laughs> they, they, they do leave little hints and things and so they're in love, but they really don't come out just and say, I'm in love with you or something. You're not in favor of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Harvey. Well, uh, so far, so good, ladies and quiz kids. Now, it's time out for Franklin Ferguson. Friends, when a hectic day makes you feel like this... Oh, boy, what a day. The boss sure put me through the loops today. Do this, do that, where's this, what happened to that? I'm really done in, tired out. Try this first. Drink a glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer and see how fast you feel better. Alka-Seltzer? That's right. Always depend on Alka-Seltzer. Relax and freshen up with Alka-Seltzer. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water, then drink the sparkling, refreshing solution this makes. See how quickly and effectively Alka-Seltzer can relieve the tired, tense, aching muscles and headache. How its sparkling, alkalizing properties actually help speed recovery from the fatigue itself. And listen, here's something else. To help you rest better and wake up feeling better, drink another glass of Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. Yes, Alka-Seltzer offers real relief from that tired, tense feeling that follows a hectic day of nervous tension and hard work. Try it, won't you? You bet I will. Alka-Seltzer right now and whenever I come home after a tough day. And Alka-Seltzer again before I go to bed. That's a good idea. You bet it is. Alka-Seltzer will be first with you for fast relief. Always take Alka-Seltzer. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. All right, now on with the competition between the quiz kids and the members of the American Legion Women's Auxiliary. Mrs. Ann Williams of Washington, D.C. points out that certain legendary heroes have had uh, some very unusual experiences with animals. Uh, who was helped by a happy auger, and uh, what job did the auger do for him? Jay? Well, see, that was Feeble Feebleson when the and uh, when he tried to settle Nebraska, the um, pioneers wanted fence posts, and he couldn't go all, all along Nebraska digging fence posts. So he tried to find a happy auger who uh, um, who uh, had a tail uh, like a drill and uh, hopped around like a kangaroo. 
Now, whenever he uh, shot the gun, the auger would be scared. He would jump around digging fence, uh, fence holes. So when uh, all the pioneers had to do was walk around putting the fence posts in, in the hole. <laughs> That's all right, Jay. <laughs> Good boy. Now, Marjorie Davis of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is proud of the role her hometown has played in presidential nominations. Uh, you must uh, get uh, two out of three on this. She asks, uh, what president was the unanimous choice of all the delegates attending the party's convention in Philadelphia in 1900? What president? Joel? Well, I, I believe that would be McKinley for uh, president. That's on the right. Trick. William Take McKinley it. is correct. Who was the unanimous selection of all the delegates at a convention in Philadelphia in 1940? Lonnie? That would be Roosevelt. Oh, Wendell. no, Pat. Wait, wait, Wendell Wilkie. Wendell Wilkie is right. Now, what uh, president was the unanimous choice of all the delegates at a convention in Philadelphia in 1949? Oh, Mr. Kelly. Uh, I was elected a president in Philadelphia, but I'm not that important, but I was a president. Well, you certainly were. That's Right, Mrs. Sheehy was elected national president of the American Legion Auxiliary by unanimous vote of 1,313 delegates in Philadelphia in 1949. Right now, folks, I, uh, I want to remind you uh, out there that uh, we give away wonderful Alka-Seltzer awards every Sunday afternoon. That's right. You see, when a question is answered correctly, the Alka-Seltzer award is a fine zenith transoceanic portable radio that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. And it's really a dandy set. And one you'll be proud to own. On the other hand, when a question is missed, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a Zenith television set or a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. The television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and believe me, it has everything. A new Super Range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance. It has the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. So if you would like to try for one of these fine zeniths, send in a question for our radio program. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now then, Mrs. Mildred W. Or M. Richardson, I should say, of San Francisco, California, points out that all of you ladies must be pretty good at making speeches to have been elected to the high offices of the American Legion Auxiliary. Uh, so now, let's just suppose that each of you ladies is running for president of the United States. Now, we've never had a woman president, but uh, we could have. And you are to make a 20-second speech uh, appealing for the women's vote. Now, uh, you must, you, uh, 20, I say 20 seconds, that means you're going to have to talk fast and furiously. Now, you're not to touch on controversial political matters, but rather deal with the changes you would make of benefit to women. Now, we'll ring a bell when your 20 seconds is up. All right, now, we'll start off with Mrs. Sheehy. All right, you, are, are you ready? I'll get on your mark. One, two, three, go. Uh, am I speaking to the people who are going to elect me, Mr. Kelly? The, yeah, you're out to get women's vote. Oh, I see. Well, now, it's very unique that a woman is presenting herself for the President of the United States. But uh, it so happens that I am anxious to uh, have that position, 
And I promise you I'll stay around the White House all the time because I'm interested in gardening. And when you can't reach me on the phone, I'll be right out in the yard and you can send somebody <laughs> over. Oh, boy, your time is up, Mrs. Sheehy. Now then, uh, Mrs. Pearl will be next. One, two, three, go. As a candidate for the presidency of the United States, I feel that women should have more recognition than they have had in the past, and I intend to see that they do. Certainly, uh, my uh, esteemed colleague who spoke on this subject before has touched upon a subject that is dear to our hearts. I'm sorry. Time's up, Mrs. Burrow. All right. And uh, Mrs. Lemster will be next. One, two, three, go. I wish to appeal to the women of the country. The women vote is very important. When we consider how much money the uh, women have to spend each year, uh, the uh, women should have more recognition in our government than we have. I ask you, please call me madam. <laughs> <laughs> Time is up. <laughs> and now Mrs. Seymour is next. One, two, three, go. Now we women of the Middle West feel that we should have a very definite place in the government of this country. Now, the men have succeeded very much in muddling things up, and we think that we could do equally as well, if not better. <laughs> Time's up. Time's up. And uh, lastly, we hear from Mrs. McDowell. One, two, three, go. Uh, this is my first experience in asking for votes. You understand that I don't have to ask for votes. But I would like to propose a platform, an automatic washing machine for every woman in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and time's up. Now then, we'll check uh, with our board of quiz kids over here. Uh, if you boys were women, um, which one of these uh, lady presidential candidates would you vote for? Now, how about that, fellas? Patrick? Well, it was pretty close, but I think Mrs. Sheehy would get my vote. Oh, you think so? Uh-huh. And uh, how about the rest of you fellas? Lonnie? Well, uh, off the speeches themselves, I think it's kind of hard to judge. If they were running for president, I wouldn't vote for them on a 20-minute speech. I'd wait to see how well qualified each of them were for. But from the speeches alone, I think Mrs. Lemster... You said 20 minutes. You meant 20, 20 seconds. seconds. <laughs> well, that's right. They hardly got started. Joel? Well, I'm, <clears throat> I'm afraid I'd have to go along with uh, Lonnie and that. They all made good speeches, though. Oh. Uh, I see. You're going along with Lonnie on that. And Harvey? Well, I really don't think the speech was long enough. If you got long enough, you, you, you might be able to fi figure out a few of the angles. They might try. In it. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. After all, you do have to figure out the angles, yes. <clears throat> well, thanks very, very much, ladies. Now then, uh, we'll get along here. Uh, for Ruth Ann Johnson of Portland, Oregon, you are to tell us what the following have in common. You must get two out of three on this one. First, in what way is a Massey and a Jane Cowell alike? Joel? Well, they're both movie actors and actresses, aren't they? Well, no... Oh, now, wait a minute. Mrs. Seymour? They're dahlias. Names of dahlias. In this particular case, uh, Joel, they were dahlias. <laughs> 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 All right, Mrs. Seymour. Now, in what ways are an echidna and a duck-billed platypus alike? Jay? They're both egg-laying mammals. That's very, very good, Jay. Very, very good. Now, in what way are Leslie Ford and Margaret Scherf alike? Uh, Mrs. Lamstra? They write mystery stories. 
They certainly do. That's, uh, that's right, huh? Now then... Mrs. Jean C. Anderson of St. Paul, Minnesota, is interested in the American Legion Auxiliary and points out that membership is open to the wives and sisters of American servicemen. She wants you to suppose there had been a Legion Auxiliary for wives of soldiers in Shakespeare's plays. In what plays would you find the following battles? Uh, Burnham Wood. Pat? Macbeth. Macbeth is right. How about the uh, Battle of Agincourt? Joel? Well, that <coughs> and Henry V. Henry V. Absolutely right. Uh-huh. Uh, Mrs. Seymour, I hear that your husband is a dentist. So let's try this question from Richard Dennis of Chicago. Suppose that Dr. Seymour was filling teeth for these people. Which tooth-filling material would you consider most appropriate for each? First, how about the Lone Ranger? Silver. Uh, fine, fine. That's very good. You must hold your hand up, though, when you want to talk, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. Now, a second part. Thomas J. Jackson. Thomas J. Jackson. Lonnie? Well, that was Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall Jackson. So, stone. what kind of a filling now? Well, oh, no. Stone. Joel. Cement. Cement, that's right. Cement, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, how about William Jennings Bryan? All right. All right, Mrs. McDowell? Silver. Silver, that's very, very good. Now, let's see. Uh, here's a note on my desk here. It says something, uh, say something about March. Um, well, there's one uh, thing pretty certain about March, and that is the weather is going to be uncertain. How right you are, Joe. And it's this uncertainty of the weather, this changing of warm to cold from sunny days to drenching showers, that may contribute to so many of the spring colds that are around everywhere. Now, I hope all of you folks will be sensible. Don't leave that heavy coat at home too soon, even though a March day might start out sunny and warm. But if, in spite of all your precautions, you do catch cold, I hope you'll remember that Alka-Seltzer can give gratifying relief from the misery of a cold. Yes, the first thing to do is to take Alka-Seltzer for fast relief from the ache all over feverish misery of a cold. Always keep Alka-Seltzer handy so you'll be ready if you do catch cold. Take care of yourself, too. Rest, avoid cold drafts, eat foods that agree with you, and dress warmly. And just one more point. If your cold causes a sore throat, dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a quarter glass of warm water and gargle for the soothing comfort it can give. You'll like Alka-Seltzer. You'll like its pleasant, refreshing taste. And you'll certainly like the relief it can give from the misery of a cold. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. And now back to the quiz, kids, versus our five representatives of the American Legion Women's Auxiliary. You know, next Sunday is Easter, and all the ladies are shopping around buying their new Easter bonnets. Maybe we can be of some help to the ladies in how to choose a good-looking hat. And just as a starter, I have an Easter bonnet here, which I will model for you. Now... Just a moment. Friends, this is Frank Ferguson. Here. I'm backstage where the quiz kids can't hear me. Mr. Keller is, Kelly is uh, going to ask the kids what they think of the hat that he's modeling. Of course, they don't know it, but it really belongs to Mrs. Seymour. It's sort of a sky blue pink or something like that. And uh, now I will uh, try it on. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad you like it. And uh, <clears throat> now tell me, uh, 
What uh, What do you kids uh, think about this uh, little chapeau here, <laughs> Joel? Well, uh, Daniel Boone never looked like that, and it doesn't look like a <laughs> Daniel Boone oh, uh, hat. I, I don't know. Oh, well, let's see, uh, Pat. Mr. Kelly, I think that's very becoming on you. Do you really, yes. Harvey? Well, if if it was Daniel Boone, I think the the the, the it's, it's it's mixed up. The, the top should be on the bottom, and the bottom should be on top. The bottom should be on top. I, maybe I have got it all wrong. Lonnie? Well, if you go by the one main rule for women's hats, it's fine. It's, it's different. It's like a hat I've never seen before. <laughs> oh? Well, of course, if you fellows were, were, were married, would you, uh, would you settle for a hat like this for your wife? Huh? How about that, Pat? That all depends on whether I have to pay for it or not. Eh? Harvey? That all depends on the price, too. Oh, say. Mm-hmm. Really getting involved here, Lonnie. Well, assuming it... I, I did have to pay for it, and it cost as much as a normal hat, any other hat, I, I would say it's acceptable. Uh-huh. Well, on what age woman would you say that this hat would look most becoming? What, uh, how about that? Lonnie? Oh, about 32, I guess. A, a young woman, not, not a girl, but not, a, not anyone who's staring middle age in the face. Staring, staring middle age. <laughs> That's true. Pat? Well, I'd have to string along with Lonnie. I think about 35 to 30 to 35 would be different. You're upping right. it a little bit there, huh? Right. 35. Uh, Joel? Well, I'll up at 10 more and say 45. Oh. <laughs> Well, I know one lady who's uh, been especially interested in hearing your comments, kids. Uh, Mrs. Seymour, will you tell us why? Well, I'm fearfully flattered because, after all, that's my hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Well... Now then, we have a little surprise in store for you ladies. I was looking at Easter hats yesterday in the shop of one of uh, Chicago's outstanding hat designers, Theodore, the American artist. And uh, do you know what? Well, I arranged with Theodore to present each of you ladies with your choice of his own original creations with our compliments as a little Easter present. How do you like that? Well, let's see. Now, more questions. Jerry Smith of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, knows that we use the term sky high to describe today's prices, but he wants to know what we'd be talking about if we used the phrase sky low, low. Uh, Mrs. Seymour? Wrestling. Well, why do you say that? The midget wrestler's name is sky low, low. Oh, and you uh, have attended the wrestling bouts, have you? <laughs> yes, via TV. Oh, I see television. Well, good for you. <laughs> Uh-oh. There's our bell. Well, now it's time for the judges' decision. They'll have the scores in just a minute, and we'll find out to which team won. While we're waiting, here's an important message. Protect yourself and your family against the let-down, all-in feeling that follows when you don't get enough of the essential vitamins. One-a-day brand multiple vitamins taken every day will provide this protection. Don't take chances. Don't let the lack of vitamins pull you down. Make taking one-a-day brand multiple vitamins as much a part of your daily routine as eating breakfast. 
Be sure it's one-a-day brand, the vitamins made by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Well, now the judges have handed in the verdict. They uh, report that as a class, you didn't miss any questions this afternoon. The five members of the American Legion Women's Auxiliary have a score of 105, and the Quiz Kids, 110. Well, congratulations, Quiz Kids, and congratulations to you ladies. You certainly put up a good fight and really entered into the spirit of the occasion, ladies, and we're very, very happy to have you auxiliary members with us this afternoon. And our visiting quiz kid, Jay Katzel, too. You did mighty well, Jay. I know all your friends in Albany are proud of you. Well, now two great friends, quiz kid Harvey Deitch and his little colt from the J.A. Ranch in Texas, are going to meet for the very first time on the quiz kids program next Sunday. This exciting event will be broadcast direct from the beautiful Emerald Room of the magnificent Shamrock Hotel in Houston, Texas. That's right, folks. Next Saturday, the Quiz Kids will board Braniff's Texan Air Flight. That's one of those big DC-6s of Braniff International Airways. And fly to Houston, Texas to meet Mr. Glenn McCarthy, owner of the Shamrock Hotel, Monty Ritchie of the J.A. Ranch, who is giving Harvey the little colt and all of our good Texas friends. We're all looking forward to our visit to the Lone Star State, and I know all you folks will be anxious to hear the name that Harvey has selected for his little colt. He will christen her next Sunday and tell us who sent in the winning name. So plan to be on hand, folks. Yes, sirree, we want you all to be with us on this very, very special Easter broadcast of the Quiz Kids program direct from Houston, Texas. And now then, friends, between now and next Sunday, remember that it takes a large number of men and women to make Girl Scouting possible. So find out how you can serve. Yes, give your active support to the Girl Scouts. Be a part of their growing force for freedom. And now, friends, until next Sunday, when we'll all be together in Houston, Texas, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Kelly. Goodbye, ladies. Goodbye, Mr. <laughs> <Kelly>. <laughs> Listen to the quiz kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is...